You are tampering with forces you can't understand. We have major corporations sponsoring this event. You are tuned in to the Fantasy Wire HQ Quick Cast. Today's show is brought to you by Full Time Fantasy, home of the Fantasy Football World Championships. We're also a proud member of the Full Time Fantasy Network. Check them out online at fulltimefantasy.com. All right, welcome to the show today. I'm Frank B. Fantasy Wire HQ. Bookmark the website fantasywirehq.com. We're getting real close to the season here. I'm really excited. Got the lineup set. Got the teams gone over a million times. I'm liking the players in most drafts that I've jumped in this year. There's a few I'm going to make some changes on, but uh, give it a, give it some time. Week one to three is usually my trial period before I start dumping guys. I'm not going to do anything until after week three. But the first quarter of the season this year is going to be pretty crazy with no preseason. I think the players are going to be rusty. Might come out, teams might start a little sluggish, but we'll see. But I wanted to drop a podcast today, the quick cast today. might be a little quicker than normal. The, uh, the biggest thing that happens throughout the course of the season is the head-scratching, ever-frustrating, insert player A, you know, change your mind last minute, put him back on the bench, and then that player goes off and you didn't play him. Or the player that gets hurt two minutes into the game, first quarter, your stud, your your workhorse that's supposed to take you to the fantasy championship promised land. It never fails. It's every season. It's like clockwork. So I dropped an article a while back here. I've been hashtagging everything because fantasy, and it, it never fails because you can only look up at the fantasy gods and you know and scream out why the Nancy Kerrigan why but the the hashtag it's it's because fantasy you, there's nothing else you can say sometimes so i dropped an article back check it out on the blog fantasywirehq.com i got it up there but it's just a fun article i've been looking at this for years it's the way i feel about it if you agree let me know i think you will if there's anything you want to add to this, hit me up on Twitter and let me know how you can uh, interpret this or anything you can add to it to make it even funnier. But to win the championship, you must navigate the gauntlet, say the fantasy gods, right? So whether you're a fantasy noob or a vet, the game itself, I think, fantasy football possesses double the amount of parity that the real NFL has. So how do you navigate the gauntlet? How do you win the championship, right? There's a few things... For certain in this world, we all know it as the death and taxes, but try this one on for size. It's my own personal hashtag, because fantasy. I've been playing for over 20 years. I can say with certainty that each season includes four quarters that each contain a theme. The theme is always consistent, and after I've put things into perspective the past few seasons, I've really come to understand this roller coaster ride that we call fantasy football and the experience that we go through on you know the one extreme of glory, the other extreme of peril each season. So the first thing you got to do is break it into quarters, right? You break the whole season down into fantasy quarters. So the first one you're going to start with, it's September. The theme would always be focus. And this these are the early stages of the NFL season. So teams are starting, you know, some will start hot, others will start sluggish. The preseason rust, you know, can result in a slow start for those upper echelon players, while the average players, and sometimes lesser players, can peak and plummet. You know, they they show up big on the map, 
the highlights come out, you know, where did this guy come from? That typically will happen over the first four weeks. But the thing you can bank on are the magical performances, the one-game wonders, the busts, and of course, because fantasy. So the first weeks of the NFL season, when you're looking at your fantasy squads, it's a combination of dart throws, surprises, and letdowns, right? You set the lineup during the first quarter, it's ever so frustrating. How often does the scenario below happen to you? Right here, we'll go through it. Player A mm-hmm. br- breaks out for a monster game in week one, right? You scr- You don't have them. So you scramble, you get them off waivers, you pick them up in a trade, you, you've got to plug them in. This guy is hot. It's going to carry over, right? You know it. You've looked at the next opponent. Everything. The stats say so. The matchup says so. So you get them, you plug them in, and dud, right? He's, there he goes. Two points or something he gets you, let's say. So now you're in the you know, in the conundrum. Do you cut them loose? You keep them for a few more weeks. You keep them on the bench. You want to trot them out for a, you know, a second play in a row and, and see if he can deliver. What if he breaks out next week? What if he tanks next week? It That alone gets in your head like nothing else. So the other side of the coin is player B that you selected, let's say early in your draft, you graded him out high. He's yielded minimal return for you, right? Not performing to the expectations you thought given the matchups over the past few weeks. You're like, man, this guy should be way, you know, he should be dominating by now. Why is, you know, this isn't what I've got here with a tight end one or an RB1. So are you going to cut them? You're going to keep them? The potential's there, but man, carrying dead weight on your roster is just not, it's not good. So you've got to determine this mirage of performances from the real ones. You know, what, which one of these plays was, ah, it was a matchup or eh, it was a fluke game. What was the real, real player performance? It's hard. It's really hard. So the key piece of advice for me during this quarter, the September month, is just trust your gut and you got to be patient. I know we're not patient with fantasy stuff. It's really hard to be patient. You don't have a lot of time to sit and wait on guys to come through. But keep in mind, every season, a player that's way off of your radar emerges as a consistent threat. Every year, it's somebody. A couple weeks in, you'll start getting some buzz about a guy, and then all of a sudden, you can ride that guy for the rest of the year. You, It always happens. It's always somebody. So try to 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 monitor the real life team scenarios for these players and if you can identify who that player is just get them right away if you can acquire them in any fashion whether it's waivers or a trade jump in and get him as early as you can hopefully you can and then like i said the real life team scenario does have an effect on the fantasy if if the guy's up and coming he's filled in for an injured player whatever the case that that does play a big role. So this is where you can jump ahead of other people in your league. I like to create a watch list on my waiver wire where I can just create like a quick ranking of uh, you know just some of the players that are on my radar, and I can run through that watch list and say, okay, is this guy stepping up? Has he been making some noise? Is he not? Is he hurt? Does this guy look good? And just pay attention to these guys. When the time is right, you've got to pick them up. Pick them up right away. If you dump them a week or so later, that's okay. But you want to get out to these guys ahead of time before your league mates figure it out. So after this now, we're into October. This is quarter two. This one I'm calling the big hurt. So you made it out of September. Things come into focus. You feel like you've pretty much got a handle on this thing. Not too bad, right? Then real life in 
you know, the real life NFL has indeed leveled out. It's coming into focus. You're starting to see where these teams, the pecking order is going to go. Middle of the pack teams are beginning to settle. Your fantasy roster may may actually look quite different depending on how well you maintained or how, you know, if you were patient or if you panicked and worked the waiver wire to death. But at this point, you're gripping with either a bad starting fantasy record or you're feeling in pretty good control with a grip on the playing, you know, on playing your best players at the best times each week. So either way, no one is safe from because fantasy. So here's the scenario. You insert player A in your lineup, game's humming along, then all of a sudden it's over with a tear of an ACL, break of a bone. So just when you were gaining some ground back into your league, boom, now it's time to scramble, hit the waiver wire, you got to pull off a blockbuster trade, ride out the storm. Either way, I will always borrow the tried and true line from the military, the Marines, embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. So you guessed it, we're talking about injuries. October, to me, I always find that that typically will wreak havoc from an injury perspective, whether it's a key player being lost for the season or it's a few weeks, or maybe he's just held out a game or two with something nagging that you know was in the preseason, maybe a hamstring issue. It's not terrible, but he's out for a couple games. It throws a huge monkey wrench into your fantasy run, and now you're kind of forced into these tough decisions. The waiver wire, you got to hit that hard. It it's always October is your injury month, I think. So you get out of October. Next up is quarter three. That's November. I call that the November knockout, the blind side. In my opinion, I think the third quarter is the most random and the most difficult because it happens throughout the whole season, don't get me wrong, but the fantasy gods seem to amplify this scenario every November. So you may be on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, you're out there, you read every you know expert post about how our player A is going to have a prime matchup this week, he's going to go off, you got to plug him in, the experts told you this, the highlight clips shown you this, The you looked up the stats, the numbers show you this, hell, your gut and your brain are together and even telling you this, so you got to do it, right? Pull the plug, do it, pull it, put him in there. So what happens? Because fantasy comes out of nowhere and lands a haymaker into your lineup, like the Tyson uppercut, right? You never see it coming. So player A did all the research. He does the opposite. He lays an egg. It is the most frustrating thing. And above all, it always happens in the most painstakingly heart-wrenching matchup. It's the matchup you need that week, the matchup that's going to get you back into contention, it's go, you know, maybe it, it will establish a firm grip on your championship run. It's the one you need, and it hurts. It hurts so bad, so bad. So don't forget the opposite either. This is where player B had all the data go against him, and he obviously goes off in his matchup, and he's on your bench. You look down, and boom, there he is. Guy, you know, by all means, did not have a shot this week, but yet, yeah, he goes off, of course, because fantasy. That's why. So. Maybe it's a, a mediocre wide receiver facing like a shutdown corner and the receiver lights him up, eight grabs, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Maybe it's a tight end who's facing a top-ranked defense, hasn't done anything in weeks, then he goes off for a couple touchdowns. It's it's because fantasy. It's just because. That's, that's how it rolls. So that theme is a personal favorite of the fantasy gods. It was one, it's one that will continue to play out until the conclusion of the NFL season. So you got to settle in, you got to accept it, have fun with it because there is nothing you can do about it. The final quarter 
is a December to remember. This is your critical run. This month of December is your critical run. So December's arrived. You're either in a battle for a playoff spot. You're getting ready to hopefully enjoy a bye week or you're about to get officially eliminated. So um, this is where Because Fantasy will punk you in or out of that championship run. The October pain, it, that may surge one one last time, right? The November gut punch is going to hit you harder than ever. And December always culminates in a championship spark or a fantasy season flame out for a team. It never fails. So you know the routine. Carry over what just happened in November and apply it to your most critical matchup in December. The matchup that you currently have facing an opponent who with a win, you're in. A loss just may seal your fate. And then either way, you've got to get the win. So this is where you insert the opposite theory. This is where I typically zig when everything on Twitter and also statistically is telling me to zag. For me, it's the most trying time because I've got to force myself to go against the grain. And that is tough, man. It's so hard to look at that stuff and go, nope, not doing it. I'm going the opposite. I'm going full George Costanza. I'm going the opposite. So I can tell you, honestly, I've done much better when I make a quick, concise choice and I stick with it. When I go back and I window shop and I change my lineup a million times, that's when I get in trouble. That's when I make mistakes because I've done it and then you know you've done it. So when it happens... You, you're even more pissed at yourself because you look back and go, you know what? I had him at the flex spot. I should have left him there. But at the last second, I moved him to the bench. So here's the scenario, and this one never fails, right? Insert player A into like a pivotal matchup, and they do the opposite of what the matchup dictates. They do the opposite of what the odds are, opposite of what the majority of experts have predicted. How I just... How does this happen? Why does it always happen on the week I need this player to have a monster game? So why have the fantasy gods forsaken me? Maybe it's the injury bug again, right? Injury bug happens at the worst possible time and you have no idea why player B is no longer performing as they did earlier in the season. That's another one. that The guy starts off hot, he's killing it, and then all of a sudden he just drops out of nowhere. What, what happened to this guy? It's like you're... You know, you put your best Vince Lombardi voice on there and go, what the hell is going on out there? So in real life, the re- always, I always say this. I, I can't stress it enough. You've got to separate the real NFL that's happening and fantasy. They're similar. Don't get me wrong. They feed feed each other. But your eyes and your football knowledge, your IQ, has, has got to separate them to a degree. So in real life, the NFL teams, they're vying for playoff spots, the seating, the division titles. The NFL parody in real life is at its absolute peak in December because teams that are eliminated, you know, they've got one last surge to pull off an upset win or keep a game close. They're playing for pride. There's nothing left to lose, so they go all out. But keep that in perspective when you're looking at weekly matchups and you know over this period because now we're getting into your your playoff weeks. So say weeks 12 to 16, right? This is when this stuff is is amplified. So. I'm going to have more on this topic and some podcasts coming up, but for fantasy purposes, you've got to get in a routine of setting your lineup, ignoring the noise, the data, just lock it in, right? Keep it minimal. The more stuff you take in, whether it's Twitter, ESPN stats, you know, whatever your your favorite outlet of media or, or statistics are, the more you take in, it's hard, man. You just start 
think you're grabbing it different. Well, I saw this and I like that. I, I read that and I didn't like this. But this guy says it's good. That guy says it's actually bad. That's a lot to confuse you. So I'm, I think the best thing for me is just to be short, quick, concise, set it and forget it and, and track it. See what else can happen. Um, I think that's the best way to go. You got to lock it in. So December is like a melting pot and amplification of all the things up to this point that we talked about. So every lineup's magnified and scrutinized like never before. You're taking in, like I said, the tri triple, quadruple the amount of fantasy advice from social media as you were earlier in the season because now you're getting at the end. Now it's crunch time. You've got to get this right. So now you're really just taking it in from more angles, more outlets. And like I said, just slow it down. Ignore the noise. you got to roll with your own personal NFL knowledge. Go with your gut. Go with your brain. But trust your football instincts. How many years have you been watching football? You how many years have you been watching football? I bet you know a thing, right? You know a thing or two. You know your IQ can't be bad. You you know what you see on the field. You know what happens. So I personally just try to have fun with it because you can't and you will never be able to change the because fantasy factor. So do me a favor this season. We're going to wrap up the quick cast here. But do me a favor. When any of these scenarios happen to you that we talked about, post it up on Twitter Hashtag it because fantasy and tag me so we can have a laugh or a cry together about it. Just put a player up there, put an emoji and tag me in it. Put because fantasy, get it trending because it's hilarious. And I last season I went through these and they crack me up sometimes because we're all in the same boat with this stuff. We can all have a laugh and a cry together. And it's funny to see, you know, player A, yep, he sucked. Jeez. And they just have a laugh at maybe what he did or didn't do in that game. So do that. If you can this this season, I'd appreciate it. Good luck to you. Feel free to converse anytime. Interact on Twitter at FantasyWireHQ. Check the website every week during the season. I'll have starts and sits. I'll have uh, Fantasy Pro rankings, weekly rankings for matchups. FantasyWireHQ.com. Thank you very much. See ya. Yeah, all right. This press conference is over. Go away. I no, it's over, Phil. Well, it's over.